You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of No Other Pod. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of No Other Pod. I'm Jimmy, along with my good buddy, Daniel Kuzer. Dan, what's going on, my friend? Yeah, dude. Nothing's going on, man. Just trying to go uh, rob people that are showing off all their money with this Apple Vision Pro nonsense. Oh, my God. It's wild, <laughs> how, dude. How are you going to wear that outside your home? Isn't that just saying like, hey, come beat me up and steal my stuff. Come <laughs> actively rob me. It's, yeah. uh, I you know, I, um, I'm interested in the technology. I'm not $3,500 interested by any means. It, it does look wild currently. And I think over time, it'll continue to get smaller and more compact. You won't have wires hanging out of your head. Well, but, uh, I'll be seeing you this Saturday. And I think you should meet me over at the Apple store where I have booked a demo of the Apple Vision Pro. On the plaza? On the plaza, yes. Uh, okay, don't tease me. That, I mean, don't tease me. We'll, we'll chat about it. <laughs> go, uh, go do some Apple Vision Pro. Maybe eat a little true food kitchen. Could be wild. Uh, <laughs> dude, I just, I'm a techie. I'm a techie man, and I love the new stuff. And and for the money, it's like Jesus Christ! You mm-hmm. can you can finance it for twelve months, and it's like a fucking car payment. Yeah, and it's just unnecessary. It's pretty. So, well, I mean, it's, it's what would the you price... use it for? Well, that's the thing. I mean, I what I'm curious about. I haven't looked at like the specs of it, but like at that yeah. price, you're paying the price of of a pretty powerful MacBook Pro computer. So I can't imagine that it's got the processing power of a MacBook Pro because obviously it's a much more compact thing. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm interested in where this technology goes. I think you look really stupid wearing it around town. I would never do that in its current form. It'd be a home thing. You wear it at I, home. Wearing it at home. Um, I mean, there are times where I have multiple screens open for various situations, whether it's I'm watching a game that I'm also covering and I'm trying to tweet about it, but I'm also trying to stay up on what other people are saying and so, like, to be able to just have, like, an Iron Man-esque type super screen in front of me where I'm just, like, grabbing things and moving it around and, like, rewinding highlights and can I snip highlights from there and throw it into a tweet? Like, that's that's crazy. It's pretty um, wild. And then from a work standpoint, I could see a lot of, you know, pretty decent work scenarios, especially if you work in, like, a, a something that requires, like, 3D renderings of some sort where you need to experience something in a space. Yeah, um, that's pretty crazy to me. But again, I don't know what sort of processing power it has. Am I going to be watching, you know, like I saw a tweet that was like, I got NBA TV over here and I got Twitter over here and all that. Am I going to be watching the NBA game and it's going to start stuttering because I'm scrolling through Twitter and it can't do both of the things at the same time? That's what I'm unsure about. I'm sure it can. I, I, I saw like a Formula One thing that has like the track yeah. below the screen. I'm like, well, that's kind of neat. Just become uh, Mario Kart. Yeah, and, and people are like, you can just place screens all around your home. Yeah, if you're wearing this thing, that's wild. I started thinking for me, I do a lot of cooking. So like, I mean, could you could you put the same thing on multiple screens in your vicinity? Probably. I'm going back to the counter. Now I'm at the stove. Now I'm at the sink. But do, the can I put a Can I put a TV here? TV there? Because KU's playing or something. You know, <laughs> do wild. And the recipes stickered up there. Yeah. I uh, I do know. I mean, a lot of people have been like, "It's just an Oculus. It's thirty five hundred bucks." I have it talked. Not. 
to somebody that used it in its prototype form and they had they had to sign an NDA because they were working on a game uh, that was, you know, Apple asked them, hey, think about how this might be able to look in, in Apple Vision Pro. This was two years ago. They apparently tried it on. And they said, even at that time, they were like, it's far and away the best virtual reality headset I've ever used in my entire life. Oculus, otherwise, like not even yeah. close. So when Apple- I think you get what you pay for, For in all honesty. Like it's yeah. not an Oculus, dude. I have an Oculus and that's, it's so different. They're late to the party, but their hardware is usually really good. So yeah, I don't know, but not 3,500 bucks. <laughs> James, James Cameron is a fan and he said, I don't bow down to the Apple overlords, but that is a great headset and it's yep. a lot of fun. So I'm like, yeah, good enough for James Cameron. Good enough for me. We'll see. Once it gets closer to Oculus pricing, it'll never be that low. But no. like if it gets under sub 2000, that's that starts to get a little bit more like, uh, you know, maybe if you I start thinking like, uh, it's sour enough plasma of my bones, then I can buy a Vision Pro. Is there a credit card <laughs> that has a 24 month 0% interest uh, right. introductory rate? You know, right. So I don't know. It'd be interesting. It'd be wild to watch a soccer game on it. It, it would be wild, man. The thing is, you know, you'd want to share it with your partner. And like, if I'm just wearing this thing now, my wife's over here and it's like, I okay, do. your turn. You know, it's, it's $7,000. Gonna... <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. Curious, I, you know, I'm not about the people like, getting out of their Teslas or driving while wearing that. Like the, you look real stupid. Those are wild, dude. People in that Tesla cyber truck or whatever and well, coming out looking like Tony Stark. <laughs> Yeah, I, so I, I can't with that. That's that's nuts. Um, there weren't, I wouldn't say, major sporting KC stories this week, but there there were a, a you know a series of, of sporting KC stories that are that are worth touching on. And certainly, we're going to talk about the World Cup coming to Kansas City. Definitely want to talk about that. But there was just after we recorded last week another sporting Kansas City preseason game. They took on Nashville SC. It wasn't the best game. Sporting lost two to one. Our our boy young Jake Davis had an own goal that sort of started off the proceedings. So that wasn't great, but we're starting to see what looks a little bit closer to a full strength eleven come together. Obviously, we don't have um, Danny Rosero who is there, and and uh, Stephen Afrifa is still playing on the left wing instead of Daniel Shallowy. But ultimately. Um, it ended up being a two to one game again, preseason doesn't matter all that much, but, uh, Jake Davis had, had one goal, um, and, and or an own goal, excuse me. Uh, Tyler Boyd had another goal for Nashville and Alan Polito. He scored in the 14th minute, his first goal of the, the preseason, I believe. Um, uh, thanks to a Tim Leibold assist. So I don't know. I mean, Hey. They're getting in shape, I guess. That's about, that's about what there is to take from this. That's all it is, man. Just getting some getting some reps in there. Now, what we did see is that uh, Peter Vermees, after the game, he was asked some questions. He said, you know, Danny Rosero and Daniel Shallowy will be back for the second leg of preseason, which is good. Get them a little bit more fit. Uh, he said he hopes to have some signings, plural, in camp by phase two of preseason, which we already had one in Memo Rodriguez. So, yeah. Memo, just segue on into that, man. How do we feel about the uh, the old Houston Dynamo stalwart there? I, I mean, I like it as a depth signing. We'll see yeah. what happens when, um, you know, when we get some salary information. I can't imagine it's going to be a huge 
salary. He's all, you know, he had, he's been in the league for a while. He's been around since like 2014. He didn't really play much until 2017. And he's, he's always just been, I would call him a consistent presence in Houston. He was not a consistent starter. Um, he was not a consistent, uh, backup necessarily. You know, he, there was a, a, a four year stretch of games where he had anywhere between 16 and 20 starts in, in the season for Houston. So this is not a starting level midfielder on the team that's going to compete for MLS cup, but this is a pretty good depth piece. If you need somebody to come in in the, you know, 65th, 70th, 75th minute, or if somebody gets injured and you need someone to hold down the fort for a few weeks, it's the type of guy that can do it. So I don't hate it. It's fine. I'm in, man. Um, dude, something that happened last week that happened right after we recorded, Kansas football is going to be playing a couple games at Children's Mercy Park. <laughs> That did get announced. Um, they're playing, wild. yeah. Two, what is it? UNLV and and the the powerhouse of Lindenwood. Yeah, <laughs> and they're going to play. They're going to play four up at Arrowhead. Um, it's just cool, man. They're they're going to own new stadium and everything. I do wonder what that will do to a soccer pitch that is being used. You know, it's, yeah. Uh, down in the trenches, man. Line linemen get chopping those feet and everything that the middle of the field can get real tore up yeah it'll be interesting they they announced this um right after we recorded so uh the the, the dates for the games at children's mercy park are august 29th versus lindenwood and uh, september 14th against unlv now um sporting kansas city is on the road between august 24th and september 18th so that 29th game against lindenwood it's not going to really have an impact on sporting kansas city that September 14th game, that's four days before Sporting KC returns to Children's Mercy Park to host the Colorado Rapids. So four days should be enough time to get the the, the turf in, in pretty decent shape. But we all know sometimes football can, can tear up some fields. And depending on the weather of those days, especially if it's rainy and muddy, um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. But yeah, who knows? it could be fun. It'll be wild to, uh, to watch a KU football game in such a small stadium if you're able to get a ticket to it. Listen, I'd rather see it. I'd honestly rather see a KU football game there as far as parking goes. Okay. <laughs> Seriously, you, it's just way, way better situation. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, the closest thing I can think of to this is the, the LA Chargers played at whatever it's called now, Dignity Health Sports Park. I, I right. still think of it as StubHub Center or StubHub right. or whatever it was. Uh, from back in the day where where the LA Galaxy play. And that is a significantly smaller stadium than where they played in San Diego and obviously than, than SoFi. So even though there aren't a lot of Charger fans in LA, tickets were still going for like hundreds of dollars just because there were so few of them. So I'm really interested sure. to see what the ticket prices are for this KU football games uh, when there's only, sure. you know, 18,500 seats available as opposed yeah, to uh, what, what's the stadium at, at KU seat? Like 40 something currently? Uh, 47,000 Nick says. Yeah. So I know they're making it bigger probably, but, uh, you know, that's a third of the available seating just about. So they should make it bigger, Jimmy, cause you and I can't just go in the bleacher seating, buddy. We got them hips. We yeah. cannot be sitting next to someone when we got hips like this. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, uh, it'll be interesting. I'm curious. I don't, you know, I'm not going to pay up to, to go to a game probably there because I don't want to spend that much money, but well, mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, preseason, not a ton going on. Now, one thing Peter did say is that um, left winger, or who has been playing at left wing, Stephen Afrifa, has been, quote, one of the real bright spots so far of the preseason. Uh, he's been really good on the wing. He's dangerous. He's been very good, Peter Vermees said. So this this is something that's potentially interesting to watch because we talked about before we heard this quote that wing is maybe one of those positions that Sporting Kansas City should look at reinforcing through some signings. They haven't done that yet. And uh, maybe after the break, we have some injury news on the wing that will break down a little bit more. But I don't know. I don't think Stephen Afrifa is probably going to get much time at striker with, with Polito and Agata there. So... I'm curious to see what he can do on the wing, maybe break into the lineup. What are your, what are your thoughts on this experiment of a FIFA on the left wing? I think it's great, man. It's a young dude who seems hungry, right? And seems like he would do anything. I think any player will play wherever you want to put him yeah. just to get in the damn game, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I remember when uh, uh, when I played baseball, I was an outfielder. Coach asked if I wanted, if I could, or coach was like, you want to play second base? And I was like, yes. I was like, I, mean, I, don't, know, I don't know how to play fucking second base. But like, here we go. It's a really hard position to play, too. It wasn't great, uh, you know, but I, <laughs> but I learned. And I was quick enough, you know. <laughs> but yeah. you say yes. You say yes, so you're not riding the pine. I mean, that's kind of what they tell you. Just It's what I've learned, at least, in just professional life in general. When someone asks you, can you do something? You just say, yes, of course, I can do it. And then you figure yeah. it out. You say yes, and then you Google it later, 100%. Right. So now it's a little harder to Google something when you're in the midst of a soccer game. But... Yes. You look at somebody like Jake Davis, who before last season, you never would have thought right back is his position. And and now look at what happened. So sliding over from striker to, to left wing. Now, of course, Memo can play a little bit of left wing as well. But Stephen Afrifa sliding over there, that might give a little bit more options. It gives some more versatility to what Peter Ramiz does on the wing. Yeah, Afrifa is going to be asking Jeeves how to play left wing. He's going to be yelling at Peter as he runs down the wing asking for, for specific instructions. Where do I go? What do I do? Am I, is it the left side, right? Yeah, he's, he's on the left wing. So it'll uh, it'll be interesting uh, to, to kind of follow that. But I don't know. We did hear – now There's I've seen some some controversial mentions on Twitter coming at me when I when I talked a little bit about this news, but – but maybe we'll uh, we'll take a quick break, and then after we come back, we'll talk about some injury news involving the one and only Kyrie Shelton. But we'll take a break, and we'll be right back. We appreciate you supporting KC Sports Network by listening to our podcast. You have helped us become the highest-ranked Chiefs podcast network in 2022 and 2023. And don't forget about our daily Substack newsletter, the best written analysis you can find on the Chiefs straight to your inbox every day. kcsn.substack.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yo. Yo. Listen. Did you watch the Grammys last night? I watched the performances. I watched the big awards. I scrubbed through some of the other awards. I'm not going to lie. It's like one big freaking concert, man. Like the yeah. performances are, are always so great. Mm-hmm. Uh, girl Taylor. Huh? Did you have a favorite performance? I didn't get to watch the whole thing. I missed the first two hours, but I got on to the last well, 90 minutes. If you can watch the Tracy Chapman and Luke Combs performance of uh, Fast Car, that was awesome. That was great. So, I, I, you know, our girl uh, Taylor Swift making history over there, man. It's uh, what, what a crazy, what a crazy life that woman leaves. Leave. Making announcements, yeah, announcing new albums, breaking people the internet, like, dude. Yeah, people are like, oh, you didn't think Travis? I'm like, well, yeah. Why would she think Travis? She probably wrote all these songs before she ever knew who Travis Kelsey was. What are you thinking, um, Travis? For he, he didn't do nothing. <laughs> he didn't do anything to win a Grammy. He plays football. But they don't, right. they don't have to combine the shit. I did like the uh, the part of the monologue when I don't know if you watched any of the monologue at all, but um, she walks in and Trevor Noah is like Taylor Swift. Like people got to leave her alone. Like they keep showing her at, at football games and football fans are mad and it's not her fault. Like let her live her life. And he goes, you know, to to make up for it, anytime someone mentions Taylor Swift tonight, I'm going to show someone who played football. And then it cut to Terry Crews and he looked all mad and they kind of made a joke out of it. So it, it was kind of funny. That is funny. Handled I, I a lot think- better than the uh, whatever the other award show was where they made fun of Taylor Swift. So I'm a fan of her, the cult she has going on. Like that's what it is at the end of the day. It's culty. Mm-hmm. It but is like the fact of changing your profile pictures. And then everyone in your immediate like friend group is doing the same thing mm-hmm. to like, and people are speculating, what could this mean? It's a new album. No, it's not. It's going to be this album re-released. And it's like crazy. Like people spend a whole day going down these freaking conspiracies. Yeah, and genius marketing. It's genius. And I'm like, whoever's in charge of that on her side, bravo. Because it's it's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, so good for her. Congrats. You know, only yeah. person ever won album of the year four times. So it's pretty wild. Yeah. Um. Okay, so we alluded to this before the break, but Sporting Kansas City announced on Monday that forward Kyrie Shelton underwent successful surgery to repair a high ankle sprain, which we knew he had last week at the time they thought maybe he'd be out a couple weeks. Clearly this was not healing the way that they thought it would. So the surgery happened at the KC Orthopedic Institute. They said Shelton is expected to be sidelined for eight to 10 weeks. Now that's from now. So if you look at, well, the first game, is about three weeks away. So best case scenario, he's back for the beginning of April. He misses about a month, but then he, you know, isn't going to be fully game fit. So he's probably not really getting integrated until closer to May, especially if it's more on that 10 week side. So now you're missing one of your, I'm not going to say main players, but, but, you know, primary backup wingers, especially on the right side for potentially up to two months or a little bit more of the season. So people had their in poor taste 
comments about Kyrie and his injury, as you would expect. But what what do you make of what this means now for what I would have said is already a little bit of a thin wing group? What uh, okay? First of all, I didn't know what kind of poor taste was going on as people, you know, celebrating the injury or you know, hopefully he stays injured for the whole season. And are you for real? Maybe, yeah. What? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. What? I don't. Who? Who gets off on that? Like, what's the point? I mean, mm-hmm. this is a a person. You know what? Right. I hope. I hope you get. I hope you get fired from your job if you think that. <laughs> I hope you lose your job because you wish this man would lose his career. So I hope you lose your career. There you go. Oh my lord. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't, up, dude. Yeah, I, I don't get fired from Kinkos. There, I said. <laughs> I don't wish injury on anybody. So I hope Kyrie heals and recovers fully and everything. Yeah. I mean, he's a controversial player, and and people definitely take it a little too far. But he, he's going to be out for a couple months, and he really was Johnny Russell's only true backup on the right side. So and Johnny's not exactly a spring chicken, he's he's getting up there. Yeah. So he's more of a Scottish goose. <laughs> he's a Scottish goose, not a spring chicken. So I mean, this only sort of further reinforces my hope that Sporting Kansas City can bring in a wing of some sort of some quality. Sure. But I don't know. I, I I just you think this might open the door maybe for if if a free foot can play on the left wing now. Which, which they're saying, okay, he can be the backup left winger. Sure. Maybe that puts Marinos Janis as the backup right winger. And and I don't know about you. I forgot about Marinos Janis, I'll be honest. Um, he, yeah. He's 22 player. Kind of feels like this is a, a do-or-die season with his sporting career because he hasn't really done much. And if you can't make the most of, of this opportunity over the first couple of months, then I don't really think it's going to happen for you here. So, I don't know. What do you the think? Man- the man has some flashes, dude. Like he when does. he got in, it was like, okay, look at this guy doing things. Like he has moments. Yeah, um, just needs to polish it. He definitely has moments. I mean, the first couple of seasons, first season or two, I guess I don't remember how long he's exactly been here. Uh, he was in the PV doghouse for most, if not all, the year because he just didn't play defense at the rate that yeah. Peter wanted him to. But I mean. I don't think Johnny's going to be able to, let's say it goes all the way to, uh, we'll say mid-April, like April 20th or so. Johnny's not going to play, I don't think, eight straight games, full 90 minutes or whatever it is. Like the, There is going to be a time where Johnny's is going to have to step in, in into that right-wing position when Sporting Kansas City needs him to do something. Bro, I wish, we were just, I wish we'd just start smoking fools to where you could just take your starters off towards the end of the game because you've already secured the W. You know what I mean? Right. Like, dude, like how I miss those days of Kansas basketball. They used to just <laughs> smoke everybody, yeah. and then they'd bring in their freaking bench players and, and freshmen, and, yeah. just, and then they'd get an occasional three-pointer, and it's the best thing in the whole wide world. Yeah. Uh, we don't get that opportunity anymore. Yeah. Then they run into a, a real basketball school in the tournament like USC and, you know, Rest is uh, rest is history, as they say. What are you saying? Are you okay? I mean, last last time we played you in the tournament, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to say that we didn't smack you by 30 points or so, but it happened. My God, it was a long time ago. This guy's <laughs> hanging his hat on it. <laughs> of course, that's the last time we did anything of note in basketball on the men's side. Women's side, we got Juju out there scoring 51 points in a game all on her own. Women's basketball is great. Men's basketball, I know. 
I've seen that on ESPN. It's been, uh, yeah, they're they're crazy. <laughs> Score fifty one of your team's sixty seven points. You're pretty good, but yeah, or you're just a big ball hog. <laughs> but I anyway, I just this will be an interesting moment in Kyrie's career. Is he going to be able to come back and and take that spot back? Is Marino Shanice going to sort of assert himself as the the you know more dominant backup to Johnny Russell? Is Sporting going to go out and get another winger? I don't know. I'd like to see them do it, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. They've been they've been, they've been real great in signing people. <laughs> it's, it's been it's been a really active off season in terms of roster construction yeah. for Sporting Kansas City. It's been weird. You see everyone, every other team making these signings and stuff, and we we never really we never really do a whole lot, do we? Not this offseason. I mean, we got that designated player spot, but it seems like it's not going to happen at least until the summer, like we talked about yeah. last week, earliest. So, I don't know. We'll see. It's interesting because a lot of these teams, dude, are making some splashy signings that's that excite the fan base, and they do a whole, like, event and revealing and launch and everything. LASC started the whole cat hat tipping thing, you know, and that was like, it, it was it was neat. It, you don't like that? Maybe to start. What's sure. going on what? Like, when did they join the league? 2018? Six years now? Yeah, they're still doing it. It's weird. Get like, initially, it was a neat thing. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. But uh, we don't we don't really have anything like that, do we? No, and I don't know that I need a hat thing like that. I, I you, know, you know what I would love to be our thing is just to sign players. Just sign yeah. somebody. That would be a great yeah. thing to do. That's not Memo Rodriguez. He's fine, but that's not, that can't be your 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 big signing of the offseason. So I know they they have Zoran or, or the left back. I forget his you know exactly the pronunciation, but yeah, you don't mess with the Zoran man. <laughs> There've been a couple spot signings, but those are very clearly depth pieces that are that are to replace injured players or somebody like Gotti Kinda who left. So I don't know, man. I mean, I guess we haven't even seen the full team in preseason because Rosero hasn't even been here and Daniel Shallow he's been injured, so. We'll see. Which, speaking of DS20, Daniels no Daniels. DS20 might not be DS20 anymore. You see this? Yeah, he's DS10. Seems like DS20 is now DS10. What is that about? We got Aguinda's not here anymore, so there's no number 10. So they, I guess they drew straws and Daniel got the long straw. Why wouldn't he hang on to his, why wouldn't he hang on to his number though that he's made for years? I mean. He's not a number 10 in player position. He's why not. Why is he not the number 10? I don't know. Maybe he's trying to be an attacking midfielder. <laughs> no. That's very weird. Uh, he's not a 10 by position traditionally. Number 10 is your center attacking midfielder, creative yeah. attacking midfielder. Um, I'm not going to lie. We haven't had a great 10. Gotti was fine, but like since Benny, there hasn't really been a solid number 10 for sporting. Yeah. So, I mean, Johan Croze was not great. He wore the 10 for a little bit. How are you going to beat that name? <laughs> Where'd you come up with that one? <laughs> he was a uh, he was an interesting character. So, I mean, good for Daniel, I guess. But it's going to be weird seeing the ten out on the left wing constantly. That's just not weird. Very weird. Yeah, it's not what happens. I don't know. The number ten needs to be reserved for a, a midfielder that wants it, right? I mean, and and you you got this DS twenty branding going on. It's literally in your intro. You know yeah. that intro where Hartzell takes a, 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 makes a meal out of those? <laughs> oh, yeah, he does it. 
but uh, he's, he's gunning for the WWE ring announcer job. He would love that. The man is a wrestling <laughs> fan. He he knows what's up. Yeah, it's uh yeah Vargas looks to be number twenty now. Daniels number ten. I I'm I'm curious. I don't know if he just always wanted the ten, but he had an opportunity to grab a number eleven shirt before Kyrie came back, and that would have been a more traditional wing number. Yeah, but I don't know. So we'll see. That has not been officially announced. We might see more of an official announcement there when they announce the jerseys on February 14th, but who knows? Um, the the other signing that Sporting made is they did sign uh, MLS Super Draft pick Ryan Sheaway, the, the third-round pick, the goalkeeper. He's not going to do anything for a while in the first team. This definitely feels like an SKC2 uh, signing, um, but... Uh, he was signed to an MLS contract, so this is not a Sporting KC2 signing. It is it is a Sporting Kansas City signing, but it just feels like he's probably going to go down to the twos quite a lot. Um, and it's a one-year deal with options for 25, 26, and 27 as well. So, I, uh, complimentary. I watched a lot of RuPaul's Drag Race, so I, I want to say, like, Sasha Shewitt. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's hard to know much about him other than good for him i mean it is it is possible that we see him on um uh the the first team uh roster sheet because it's uh god why am i blanking on on the not timelia the other keeper's name i just had a total brain fart john polskamp john polskamp i wanted to say john kempen and i was like i know it's not kempen he's been gone for a long time polskamp uh that was weird uh, <laughs> it's possible they send Pulse Camp down to the twos to continue to keep him in, in game shape. So, I don't know. Maybe we see Shayway with the first team at we'll least see. on the team sheet until Tim Mealy gets injured and then we have a third rounder coming in and has to do something crazy and that's terrible. Yeah. So, uh, Sporting Kansas City also learned their opponents for the prestigious and wonderful League's Cup tournament. Uh, the, the group that Sporting Kansas City is in is with uh, the Chicago Fire. Not worried about them. They're going to be trash. They're going to be trash? I think they're going to be trash. I don't know about that, dude. Fire. What, gives might be... you, what gives you any hope that the Fire are going to be good? When are the Fire ever ever actually good? They just made one of the most expensive transfers for a player ever. Yeah. So, I mean, you're, they're spending money to do things. They they had a decent you know showing last year in the League's Cup. So, I, I guess League's Cup, anything can happen. But well, and then we're up against Deportivo Toluca FC, and didn't they didn't they knock us out last year? Well, that's so Toluca. We have an interesting history with because we they were the the team that in the Champions League we went down and uh, just absolutely wiped the floor with them both at Children's Mercy Park and in Toluca, where their own fans yeah. were allaying them, and then they knocked us out last year. Yeah. So, little bit of a I'm not going to call it a rivalry. It's not a rivalry. But but there's history between these two clubs. So between their fans, I mean the players don't give a shit. They they haven't been around to experience it. But right, uh, we know. And I don't know. League's Cup is fun, man. It's we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. So I mean the top two teams get out of the group in each group. So I fully expect that Sporting Kansas City should be able to escape this group at least as the second place, if not the first place team. Because I mean. If you get a win and a draw, about Shakiri with the fire. Am I forgetting another transfer? Was there not another transfer this year? I mean, they uh, they acquired Chase Gasper 
from the dynamo like whoop-de-doo hmm. so um i thought it was uh they, they had a club record transfer uh, did they? uh somewhere. oh is this yeah. is this uh the guy from ghent i think you're right had that been oh, announced hugo john duran oh john duran oh never mind they sent someone to aston via what am i talking about they there there is a guy from ghent that they are are um they were reported to to be in the market for um but i don't know hmm. we'll see so it's uh i don't think that's actually been a, a formalized thing yet that i can see here as of now so i don't know i just don't trust the fire there's there's no reason that they've given for me to trust them because they've just been sort of a, a trash can of an organization for for a while yeah but they you know they made a couple moves such as like i don't know moving to soldier field was probably a good move for them and yeah um i mean they they are rumored to be in the mix this was as of five days ago um and but for this uh this belgian center forward hugo koipers he's a 26 year old uh yeah he would be a designated player so that would be a, a pretty big addition for them but they have not signed him as of now i think they've also been in the kellen acosta conversation they were part of the kellen acosta conversation well, there's no movement on that front for Sporting Kansas City yet. He's still out there floating around, so we'll see. But yep, who knows? Um, let's talk a little bit about the World Cup in Kansas City mm. because it was just announced what cities were going to get how many games, and they also announced group stage games for the U.S., Canada, and Mexico. So it was announced that Kansas City is going to get a total of six games for the World Cup. Four group stage games, uh, one round of 32 game on July 3rd is what they, they're saying right now, and a quarterfinal game on July 11th, which is interesting because there are only four quarterfinal cities, LA, Miami, Boston, and Kansas City. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool. What are your first thoughts on, obviously now that we know we're getting six total games, but also that we're a quarterfinal city? Well, my first thought is that, like, we can't put any stock into what city they pick. Look where the World Cup final is, for God's sakes. (laughs) In In New Jersey, okay? New Jersey. Well, they say New York City, but it's in New Jersey at a stadium that you can't walk to from the hotel directly across the highway because there's literally no walkable paths to get from the hotel across the highway to the stadium. It's weird. It's weird. It's going to be a shit show. But I, I do, I think it's crazy that we'll have six games. That's six opportunities for us to witness a world cup game in person mm-hmm. um with that announcement would would you try to go to more than one game or would you just sit, at least try to get to one and call it a day it depends yeah i mean if i can go as media i might go to multiple i'm not trying to pay world cup ticket prices to go to multiple games i do think i want to try to go to one game as a fan i don't know which one yet i kind of got to see which which teams are coming here we don't know that yet Mm-hmm. Um, of course, the game that I want to go to most, whatever that is, is going to be the game that I'm sure everybody wants to go to most, and, and that'll be the, t- the game with the most expensive tickets. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we we will not know um, until closer to time when, you know, groups are drawn and everything. So, you know, we, we got a ways to, to go before we know specifically who we're getting. We do know that... Um, the USA are playing two of their group games in Los Angeles and one in Seattle. We know Canada are playing two of their group games in Vancouver and one in Toronto. And we know that Mexico are playing two of their group games in Mexico City and one in Guadalajara. 
which makes sense. I guess I'm a little bummed, but not. I mean, there's only three group stage games for for the U.S., so they there were a lot of cities that were going to get left out, and I guess it makes sense that they're all staying on one coast. But yeah, 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 yeah. it's fun though. I mean, that's a that's six freaking games. So you think you're going to try to uh, try to get to multiple games, or, or what do you oh, think? I don't know. Maybe maybe one. You know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, it. it I mean, money, it, dude. it. Well, that's it is going to be money. That's for sure. Now, if you're a soccer fan in Kansas City, I definitely think that this is something to, to try to get to. You know, there's, what, 72,000, 75,000 people at Arrowhead seats. So, you know, with, with six games, that's, you know, close to 500,000 people that have an opportunity to see a World Cup game in Kansas City. So mm-hmm. definitely uh, a cool opportunity. And who knows, depending on how the, the tournament shakes out in that round of 32 game, it's possible the u.s could come here if they somehow make it to the quarterfinal it's possible the u.s could come here which yeah not on that but no definitely not you imagine if the u.s get to a quarterfinal and the way the tournament shakes out they're here in kansas city those tickets are going to be thousand dollars if not more yeah and it's yeah. gonna be crazy i mean everyone's already crazy about Messi potentially playing in arrowhead stadium and he might not even play and tickets are crazy <laughs> you know well if uh yeah I do want to talk about that because there's there's some controversy with Inter Miami's international tour. Oh, yeah, if you have not heard, no. but I don't know, man. This is cool for Kansas City just to be in the party, and then to be one of the four team or four cities that selected as a as a quarterfinal city. Um, I mean, you look at the cities that are with Kansas City going from the quarterfinals into the finals. So, like I said, L.A., Miami. Boston, Atlanta, Dallas, and New York. Like Kansas City, th- those are those are like what a lot of people would consider like tier one American cities. And Kansas City is right there with them. I mean, there's you know the teams, the cities that got the round of sixteen games: Vancouver, Seattle, Mexico City, Houston, um, Philadelphia. Like those are all really great cities as well. There's just something cool to me. Especially, who, I grew up in LA, and when I tell people I'm, I live in Kansas City now, like they just don't know a lot about it. So it's cool to see Kansas City put on that same level as cities that are internationally known, like LA, Miami, Boston, Atlanta, Dallas, and New York City. So, yeah, I don't know. I see it's kind of cool. Um, the only other real like MLS news in terms of like roster movement that I kind of wanted to talk about is our old, you see that our old buddy, uh, Diego Rubio. He's, no, uh, we did not. He's, he's joining Austin FC. Oh, there they Cool. So they've signed him in 2024 with an option for 2025. Do you know how old Diego Rubio is? Like, how, if you had to guess how old would you think he is? Rough. 27. Oh, see, I would have thought he was older. He's 30. I would have thought he was like huh. 32, 33, because it just feels like he's been around for a while. Yeah, yeah, it does, but I thought he was, you know, pretty young then. So oh, He man. did come as a young DP, I think, when he first came to Kansas City, which I think is what throws me off. Uh, he'll do well in Austin. I mean, he'll be, he's, he's always a pest, man. He's fun. Well, and he's not going to be asked to be the primary striker. They still have Jossie Zardes, who, who is a good striker there. So having oh, yeah. somebody with, with, like, Jossie as well as Diego Rubio, He's gonna. We can't quite get rid of him. He was annoying when he was at Colorado. He always seemed to kind of be a pest, like you said. So it's gonna be annoying having him in Austin as well. Yeah. But, um, 
the last story, I guess I wanted to talk about that I, I, I alluded to a little bit. It's kind of like a potpourri of stories this uh, this episode because there's not one real headlining story. Is Inter Miami has been going on this international tour for the preseason, which I think is a little weird because MLS teams don't typically go on international tours. No Premier League teams do, and I know they have some big names. I also know their big this names is. are like a combined 150 years old. So when when you're when you have that old of a roster. All that travel, all that extra running, like, I don't know. It just seems like high probability that maybe it's not going to end well and somebody's going to get injured. Also, Miami's just been embarrassed in almost every game they've played and have been losing like crazy. Um, Well, they went to Hong Kong. They did win, but Lionel Messi did not play in this game, and nobody in Hong Kong knew that he apparently had some inflammation that he was dealing with. So, hey, you know, more power to Tata Martino for not playing his injured star player. I get that. But this got to, like, political level of controversy with the Hong Kong government having to issue a statement because I guess there were, like, sporting grants that were issued to the stadium or I forget who exactly was supposed to be the beneficiary that was contingent upon Lionel Messi playing. And then... Fans started chanting, we want Messi, and then booing and chanting for refunds once once he didn't play. This has risen to the level of, like, CNN is writing articles about this now. This is outside of MLS walls. And I think, I don't know, I think it's a bad idea that they did this world tour in, in general, I guess, to start with. But You can see why, though. I mean, they have the star power. It's like, okay, let's show it off. Let's make some money. Let's go do our thing. But, like, what do you think was going to happen? It's preseason. They're trying to get in shape. Um, not not everyone knows like that it's preseason, right? Like these 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 countries that they're going to, they're just thinking like, okay, I'm gonna go see the greatest soccer player in the world. Well, and that's the only the only reason they're doing this tour is because Lionel Messi's on the team. Sure, they don't do this. I mean, MLS doesn't do this. What? And you're not even a real MLS team if you don't play in the Desert Diamond Cup. <laughs> I guess we're not one this year either. <laughs> Exactly. Um, we're and we're down in Miami for some reason. It's just it's wild. But you know, tickets went on sale in December for this game. They started at around one hundred and thirteen dollars and went up to about six hundred and twenty-four dollars per ticket. So I yeah, would want a refund too. If I paid five hundred bucks to go watch a soccer game where they marketed as Messi's coming here to play, then yeah, I'm gonna be a little pissed when Messi doesn't play. Luis Suarez didn't play either. Jordi Alba and Busquets came on in the second half, but like some of these people paid 600 bucks to go watch Robert Taylor play. And that kind of sucks for them. <laughs> that's, that's more than an entire sporting Kansas city season ticket. So it's just, um, I don't know. Yeah. In the final 20 minutes of the game, chance went from, we want Messi to where is Messi? And then to booing. And then they chanted refund, refund, refund in both English and Cantonese during injury time. So it's uh, like they I said, get it. I'm sure they didn't. Um, Tata Martino said that, you know, the decision to not play Messi was made on quote, very late notice and under the recommendation of the club's medical staff. We understand the reception from the fans toward the absence of Leo and uh, Luis. Um, but he thanked Hong Kong for the care they received through the weekend and, you know, said that they understand the disappointment and ask for the forgiveness. So it's a big it's a big ask for forgiveness when it costs people five hundred dollars. But it's crazy, okay? So the man's hurt, 
or you know, he's dealing with something. It's like you got to protect your star player. Mm-hmm. That, that's the move. You know, you don't put someone in harm's way for money. You just don't. Right. But I think maybe this is a lesson for MLS too. I think yes. this is because like the reason and David Beckham, they were booing Beckham. Right. They they did this because like it's not uncommon for Premier League teams to come here on their international tours when they're in their preseason. And we buy those tickets. We went and saw Milan and Bayern Munich. Um, we knew that we were probably not going to see Robert Lewandowski, at least for 90 minutes. If it would have been cool to see him play. And I was, I was sad when, when we didn't get to see him play. But but we saw other players who were quality European players. A, a, a Bundesliga team like Bayern Munich or a, a, an Italian team like AC Milan or a, a Premier League team like Manchester United who will come and do an American tour. Even if their stars don't play, if Manchester City comes and Erling Haaland doesn't play, yeah, it's going to be um, frustrating. But they have enough enough other quality players that, like, I didn't get to see Erling Haaland, but I got to see Kevin De Bruyne, and that's pretty cool. Or I didn't get to see um, Bruno Fernandez, but I got to see any of the other really great Manchester United players who are on the roster or whatnot. Miami doesn't really have that depth because of MLS rules so that's why I almost wonder if this is kind of a lesson to MLS be like now you just kind of both between the losses and the injuries you like I hope kind of they I hope they lose a lot I hope they continue to look silly uh they they are my most hated team right now just because really of the, well just because of the tomfoolery and the, their <laughs> roster <laughs> their roster situation man it's just uh you know who else who would you hate more than that it just well, makes sense, dude. Everyone's favoring them. Apple TV's covering their preseason, for God's sake. Of course you hate that. How much would you hate them if they somehow pulled some more tomfoolery and signed Neymar? Because that's rumored as well. I know. It's weird. <laughs> and so you obviously hope that they lose a lot. You know, it's just every other team that we've hated in the past, dude, whether it was a Seattle or a Houston or a Minnesota, it's this team now. Like, you have to divert your hatred energy to this team. To Miami? Yeah. Yeah, it's different. I um, I don't know. I had a friend text me the other day, and someone had Photoshopped a, a Miami jersey onto a Neymar picture, but it looked pretty real, and he was like, is this real? And I was like, well, no, Miami hasn't signed Neymar, but that's been linked for a while, and I wouldn't be surprised if MLS pulled some shenanigans on the back end to figure out a way to sign Neymar on a Zlatan-like deal where it's like, Oh yeah, he wanted to get out of his situation so bad that he he took a ninety-seven percent pay cut and is only making one point four million this year. So he's a TAM player. It's like, no, he's not. Nothing's real, guys. AI is out there. Nothing's real. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's weird now. You watch the new Mission Impossible. Nothing's real. I'm gonna tell you a secret, and this is this is a big revelation, and you're gonna be very mad at me. A secret. This is a podcast. People listen. I've never seen any of the Mission Impossible movies. What? What? None. Why don't you do yourself a favor and go watch <laughs> all seven? Like, uh, no, not, not. neither is Nick, our producer. What, what the hell is wrong with you guys? <laughs> what are you even? Wa- I don't what are you watching? You would love it. Like, I know you would love it. I know I would too. I just got to watch them. That's crazy to me. Yeah. So, like, I mean, anytime... it's up there with James Bond, dude. Yeah. I mean, I've seen a lot of the James Bond movies. But a lot? You haven't seen every James Bond? I haven't seen every James Bond movie, though. What the? What? Why not? You can start giving me homework assignments of movies. You're, about, you're about to get homework. I, I'm telling you. This new Mission Impossible, man, it's it's wild. And special. I found myself holding my breath 
And I was like, stop, you got to breathe, bro. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't love Tom Cruise as a person, but I, I do respect the stunts that he does his own, like on, on his own. He doesn't have a stunt person. It's wild. He's hanging out at an airplane. He's doing crazy stuff. Jumping a motorcycle off a cliff, dude, and, and parachuting onto a train. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. So I don't know. I got to watch it. Um, I also, I don't know if we talked about this or not, but uh, I've been told that I need to watch Monsters on Apple TV. You watch that? It's like the show within the monster verse, like with King Kong and Godzilla or it's whatnot. Called, it's called uh, Monarch. Monarch. That's what it is. Legacy of Monsters. Yeah, it's yeah. very good. I've heard that's a good show too. So I'll add it. I'll add Mission Impossible to my Monarch list. Dude, Apple TV, man, if it's on there, I've probably seen it. It's my favorite streaming site. It's crazy. Yeah. So anyway, I think that's about all we have. Like we said, it was a, a mix of a, a smattering of stories throughout the week that was, you know, no real headliners. But you got anything else you want to talk about uh, to our good listeners this week? No, man. Tune in next week when I got that Vision Pro on my face, you know? <laughs> Wouldn't and that be crazy if I'm just like, I'm just like, no, dude, I can't justify buying that. I can't do it. And we go live and I'm like, what's up, everybody? <laughs> so I spent 3500 bucks. <laughs> I do that shit too, man. I'll talk shit on something and be like, yeah, I'm going to get it. <laughs> and, then I, and, and then I try. I didn't know. It makes sense. I didn't know you had to set up a demo to, to like try them, but they don't want yeah. people walking in off the street and just doing crazy you just stuff. Can't, you can't just go into Best Buy and try it out. You know, I don't yeah. think Best Buy even gets them. No, probably not. I think it's that freaking special. It's yeah. crazy. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, if you're one of the people saying crazy stuff about Kyrie getting injured, don't do that. Like, yeah. you, you may not like him as a player, but don't wish injury upon him. I hope you get carpal tunnel at your desk job. <laughs> uh, but make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NoOtherPod, at Dan Kuzer, at JCMath03. Shoot us an email, NoOtherPod, at gmail.com. Make sure you leave us that five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And check out the video version. KCSN Soccer on YouTube so you can see next week if Dan shows up wearing an Apple Vision Pro. But until next time, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll catch y'all later. See ya. I hope you get arthritis delivering pizzas. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.